are live. That was Brent Musburger's famous line back when he worked for CBS Sports. You are live. You are looking live from Kansas City, Missouri. Hilarious. You tweeted it out? Yep. We're live discussing the fall of Notre Dame football. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Like they fired their wide receiver coach today. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks to me like the SSC, the SEC's head coaching search is kind of very mediocre. <laughs> I mean, I like Mike. Mike Elko's a good coach. Is he? I was like, I thought Texas a and was going to make a big move, but I guess since they, you know, really can't, I don't know if they can. They probably got enough money too, but. Look. Anybody who can take Duke to nine wins. And to be honest, Duke would have won more games. If Leonard hadn't gotten hurt. If he hadn't gotten hurt. Mm -hmm. I heard against Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what? Let me see. They were – they ended up seven and five. They would have beat – I mean, they took Carolina to overtime. They – I mean, they. I think they would have beat Florida State, to be honest, if Riley Leonard hadn't gotten hurt. Yeah. They were in the lead in the fourth quarter in that game, I believe. So, yeah, something, you know. Let's go. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. No matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this. And welcome to the podcast that also is not responsible for sh- for leaking audio um, to Verb. We didn't do it. We, we didn't, didn't do it, it either. So um, it's a black and white thing with A1 and A Ward. On one half of the dynamic duo, I'm A1. You can follow the show by going to the podcast app of your choice, searching for It's a Black and White Thing or Brains and Bars. Rate, subscribe, comment, follow the show there. You can also follow us on YouTube by searching Brains and Bars. Social media, at Brains and Bars on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, I got my homie, A. Ward in the building. What's good, man? We are in the building. It is Billy Hoyle, a.k.a. Um... (laughs) Whatever you want to call me, um, but no, it's been, it's been it's been good. It's been a good week. It's my birthday week, I guess. Kind of, nah. Since my birthday's on Saturday, I guess my next week will be my whole birthday week. But you know, I mean, you can you can um, use your privilege. Use your privilege. It's your birthday week. It can be yeah. your birthday week all week if you want to. All right, all right. Cool, this cool. week and next week. That's how you know. Some people go whole birthday month. You know, and one of our friends does that when it's their, when it's their time. It's yeah. the month. It's my time of the month. Yeah, <laughs> yo, it's my it's my it's my thirty eight special. You know, this is it's the, mm. the, the, the thirty eight special. You know, so uh, hey, JC, ain't it funny how thirty eight can make a regular guy feel special inside? You know? Yeah, no, nah, but yeah, doing good, man. Doing good. Watching some basketball, ACC, SEC challenge, NBA in season tournament last night is tonight. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's a good day. You know what? Let let's start there because we're not gonna get be able to get into the in, uh, a lot of NBA. The in season tournament. What have you? What are your thoughts on in season in season tournament? Excuse me. Um, it's provided a little bit more of an excitement for me. Um, you know, watching some of the games. I mean, the the NBA schedule with eighty two games back to backs. You know, probably three four games a week for every team. A lot of things can kind of get lost. A lot of matchups that are actually marquee matchups can kind of get lost until you get to the playoffs and you realize like. Oh, these teams kind of been going at it all year, you know, and I think that Golden State and Sacramento is a true testament to that. So tonight, Golden State and Sacramento, you know, is a game that I'm like, 
okay, this, this is kind of like a playoff type game tonight, you know? Like, I want to tune in and watch this, you know? And um, so I do like it in that aspect. The courts are weird. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, one day I like them. The next day I hate them. Um, but, uh, but you know, I, I don't know. It's been, it's been kind of fun to watch. And, and, I, and I've looked forward to, like, Tuesdays and Fridays. You know, in my head, I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday. Oh, it's Friday. You know, it's in-season tournament. Like, let's check it out, you know. Um, it is still very confusing. And I don't know how I, I feel about the whole aggregate, you know, score being the tiebreaker and all that good stuff. Like, there's a game that comes on tonight where – Somebody has to win, and if they win by more than 23 or something, I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. So maybe I'll be interested to see how they play tonight and see if they're, like, chucking up threes at the end of the fourth quarter, like, you know, going crazy to try to, try to like, blow the team out. Like, you know, what if, what if there's, like, 15 seconds to go in the game and they're just, like, dunking, calling timeouts, like, fouling to, to try to win by 26? Like, what I mean, that literally happen, right? That, that can. And I want to say Devin Booker hit a shot at the end of their last game, it might have been their final game of the in-season tournament, where he hit it and, like, that shot that he – is like a banked-in three-pointer. And that shot is what allowed them to have the point differential that will be good enough so that they'll advance to the second round. So I like all of that. Like, you have – it's no more, okay, it's three minutes left, we got to pull our guys. Yeah. It's like, no, you got to keep trying to play to score to get this point differential. Um, because I mean, obviously you get a nice little NBA cup, yeah. But you also get five hundred thousand dollars per player. That's nice. And then and for and some I, players, that's a good that's a good chunk of money. That's a good chunk of money, especially if you like you know twelfth man on the roster. Yeah. Like, um. So yeah. So I mean, as far as the courts go, I think the courts are cool. I like the courts. I think the courts are there purely from a marketing standpoint. I think that is to appeal to one, younger viewers, and two to those who play like 2k right those who play who are playing in in the my k in the my player in the on the on the uh on the courts i don't i don't play 2k so i'm not gonna get the vernacular yeah. right but like for those who play 2k the my player they're playing online with their friends they're playing online in, in leagues that they create themselves to play in and so they're they're having these customizable courts and custom customizable setups I think that is strictly a marketing move for that type of audience to drop to try to try to draw them in. So I can I can appreciate that. I like it. And some of those jerseys that I hated on, I'm like, once I saw them live, I was like, okay, that, you know, I'm not a jersey wearer these days. But you know, I'm, like I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the standings, you know. And there's I mean, there's a lot of teams I think we expected to do a little bit better than you know where they ended up. And so, obviously, the I mean, Lakers, no are, Lakers and the Pacers are already four. No, I think they're already they've already clinched. You know their their divisions. Milwaukee's going to win tonight. Jimmy Butler's not playing, and you know I think they're already up big. So like they're going to clinch that at four. No, okay. But um, like the Clippers and the Mavericks are at the bottom of this Group B. Um, you know Oklahoma City Thunder, which SGA's been going crazy all year, is at the bottom of Group C with San Antonio. With the 27-point differential, too. Like, that's crazy to me. So, basically, their one win, I think it, it must have been against San Antonio. They smacked them. Yeah. But then they've – I know they had that tight game against Golden State they lost. I don't know I, I don't know if they lost to Sacramento in the other one. I think it was – actually, I, I'm looking at it here. Yeah, so they lost to Golden State. They lost to Sacramento. They smacked San Antonio, and they are not going to – So, how this well, works is – a, B, and C groups, right? You the the leader goes on. So there's there's yes. six, there's three on each side. So that's six teams. And then there's a one more team, or how many? 
Um, hold on. Let me go to the frequently asked questions. So I didn't know. I didn't know if it, if only eight teams went to the next level. So then uh, there would be like one wild card from each conference, is what I gather. So there's going to be a lot of three and one teams. So eight teams advance to the second and final stage. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have this. So so from each conference, right? You have the three group winners and then the yeah. two best records or points. One, right? Because three group winners and then oh yeah, one on each side. Yeah, two total. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So so it wouldn't be two two. Right, right, right. Not from each conference. So one from yeah. each conference, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so whoever has the best record that didn't win their group and the highest score More differential. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so, so, now I need to go, so now I need to go back and see. So, yeah, I mean, Denver not making it, I thought was very surprising. Yep. Uh, let me see. So you got Pelicans. Wow, the Rockets have a chance. Uh, so you're going to have Pelicans. Like, well, who they got? They got to play. Oh, they're done. So they played all their games. There's only yeah. Rockets played Dallas tonight. Um, and Matt, uh, that's it. That's the only game in group A from the West group B. I'm sorry. So, yeah, this, this is going to be interesting. So, you have the Rockets have a chance to make it. Uh, the Timberwolves have a chance to be that wild card team. Uh, actually, you know what? No, Golden State, Golden State could. I don't know their point differential. They're only a plus five, so oh, they're going to have to. It says they're plus one point seven. Are you looking at betting odds? No, I'm looking at ESPN, <laughs> like the ESPN standings. Like if you go to like yeah. the, like ESPN app and then you go to in-game standings, mm-hmm. and then you just scroll over, it tells you huh, differential. Right. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I guess it's it, – and I think that's kind of a frustrating point to it is just, like, we're not able to watch it with complete clarity. You know, there's a lot of games going on tonight, so you're kind of like, all right, you know, it's kind of like a lottery type thing. Like, everybody gets done playing. It's like, let's do the numbers. Who, you know – so uh, maybe there's an advantage to Golden State and Sacramento because they're going to play the last game, the late game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you'll know exactly what you need to do if you're Golden State, like how yeah. much you need to win by. Yep. Um. So, yeah, we'll see. I'll be interested to see. Obviously, like you said, we know teams like the Lakers will be going on to the next round. Um. The Bucks. I mean, they sh- they have a – their point differential, I think, is tied with the Pacers for the best point differential. So, as long as they don't – as long as they win, they should be in even at, at three and one because their, their point difference is going to be one of the best in the league. So, as long as they win – and maintain even if they lose if they just lose by a couple of points they'll probably be moving on to the next round so yeah i think it's it's fun i think they need to call it the nba cup and stop calling the in-season tournament because that just like that that is that that's not there's yeah, no like genius that. to not, that. Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue easy either so it's like yeah you it's called the nba cup just call it the nba cup you they marketed this or they branded this kind of off of um european soccer which mm-hmm. they have various, you have Champions League, you have FA Cup, you have these different tournaments that you play during the season. Um, and so don't call it in-season tournament, guys. Like, we know it's an in-season tournament. You, that's why it's called NBA Cup, right? Like, just so, yeah. But, yeah, that, y'all let us know what y'all think, man. I, I like it. I think it it gives the season a little bit more intrigue. It makes it more interesting. To me, you given the regular season a little bit, of a of a of a oomph and it's allowed a team like 
like the Indiana Pacers. If you got league pass, the Indiana Pacers are much must watch TV. Yeah. 140, 150 points. <laughs> like defense optional. <laughs> defense optional. They they basically said, look, can you outscore us? Yeah. Because if you can't, it's going to be a long night for you. But if you can, we about to have some fun. And so all their games, Tyrese Halliburton, I mean, he's kind of – Are we? is he the current, like, leader in terms of best point? Well, I guess Luka. I can't forget about Luka, so please forgive me. But, I mean, in terms of playing the position from – in today's standards of being both an assist man and a scorer, I don't think there's yeah. a better guard in the league right now. Natarius Halliburton. Um, oh, oh, oh. That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. I, I, I mean, yeah, again, I, I, because I, he said assist and score. I think Luca's a better assist and scorer than 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 Halliburton. Man, I think Tyrese Halliburton had like went like two games. We had something like yeah, twenty five assists and no turnovers and, and no turn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and for to Crazy. have the ball, I don't think his usage rate is as high as Luca's because yes, Luca yes. dominates the ball, but still. To be a league guard, to have the score responsibility that he does, and still to be able to set up your teammates and not turn the ball over at that rate, man, yeah. I, I I don't know. Yep. So, but yeah, I think if he's if 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 it's not Luca, it's him. Yeah. yeah um, I just put it to you like that. Dang, this is see, this is where you got to like do your your research before the show because now I'm like looking this up on the run, on the fly. Uh, let's see, Luca's at thirty four percent usage rate and i do not see i'm about to do a certain halliburton wow he really doesn't handle the ball as much as i thought he does because i don't think he's in the top 50 for usage rate right now wow. so that's interesting anyway so i'll figure that out later and come back and we'll look into it but yeah, let us know what y'all think about this in season tournament i think it's going to be really fun especially once we get to the knockout stages single elimination i don't know if they if they play those all in vegas or not but i think it's going to be fun to watch yeah all right, so let's get into it, man. Let's uh, let's move on to college football because as we were getting ready to start the show, um, gather the everybody, gather your kids, gather the family members around. New college football playoff rankings just dropped. Everybody hot off the press. Hot I'm off about the- hot off the press about 20 minutes ago um, that these new rankings dropped, um, and they are as follows. See, I had them pulled up, and then I got rid of them, and I don't know where they are. Here they are. Georgia is still number one. Michigan moved up one spot. The next three teams moved up one spot. So Michigan, Washington State, Florida State all moved up one spot of two through four. And to me, this is where it gets interesting. Mm -hmm. Oregon at five. Mm -hmm. Ohio State at six. Well, and then Texas and Bama at seven and eight. And so... I had a whole like scenario mapped out of, okay, what happens if this, what happens if that? I thought that if Bama would beat Georgia, that for sure they're going to make it to the top four. With them being at eight, can you see them making the jumping at least four spots to get to four? Only they're not going to jump. They're not going to allow them to jump Texas if Texas wins. And who's Texas? Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State. So if Texas wins and Alabama wins, they're they're not going. I mean, they're just not going to do it. I mean, they haven't done it all year. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's been like this for like the last six weeks. So 
I don't know why all of a sudden, you know, I mean, I guess you're beating Georgia, but I just don't think they're going to allow Bama to jump Texas considering Texas beat Bama at Bama. Like it's tough, man. It's, it's it, like, it, 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 there's always going to be outrage. There's so many scenarios right here where uh, Oregon beats a Washington and then uh, Bama beats a Georgia. Then you got Florida state sitting here. That is, this is, um, Chris Winkie can't play in the national title game all over again. You know, they come in, Marcus Outson comes in and is trying to throw passes to Peter Warwick and Tennessee wins the national championship. But it's like, you got a situation uh, with Florida State where you're like, yo, I don't, I don't, you don't want to penalize the team, but Florida State without Jordan Travis is not one of the top four teams in the nation. So I think the problem, it, well, but you're not going to allow a 13 and 0 power five conference champion to not be in right and so basically what just what needs to happen is george michigan and uh florida state you know all all win their conference championship and i think oregon is going to beat washington and it's just going to be georgia michigan oregon florida state you know um but the chaos could ensue like if bama beats georgia you're going to have a list of one lost teams and they're all going to be able to say well bama you know has wins over but number four, number five, Georgia, number nine, Missouri, or not in Missouri. Uh, number, number one, 11, Georgia, number 11, Ole Miss, number 13, LSU, number 21, Tennessee, and one loss. You know what I mean? And then you're going to look at Texas, and, and Texas has got literally Alabama and K-State, and K-State's 25th, you know? <laughs> like, and so then I heard earlier Kirk Herbstreit talking about Texas and, um, and Oregon, common opponent. Texas beat Texas State by Texas beat Texas Tech by fifty. Oregon beat them by one possession on you know, like thirty eight thirty. They're both one loss teams, you know. So you're gonna have a bunch of the if, if for some reason Bama upsets Georgia, you're gonna have a bunch of these one loss teams. Where in my mind, even if Georgia loses to Bama, they're probably one of the top four teams. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they're they're they got like a twenty point difference, like like they're beating teams by twenty points a game, like for the whole season, you know. And yep. Like they're like they're thumping teams like like badly. And so, you know, it's, it's just a I mean, it's a tough situation. And one thing I think that we know that is constant and is going to happen is that Michigan is going to throttle Iowa <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be good. Michigan's going to be good. I can see Louisville pulling an upset on, on Florida State. I mean, nine and two. Right. I mean, now their one loss is indefensible. I can I kind of see why it happened, though. They. They were juiced up. They beat Notre Dame when Notre Dame, I think, might have still been a top 10 team. And then they laid an absolute egg against Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Um, but it's still a 10 and 2 oh, season. Louisville just lost to Kentucky, too. Yeah. But I mean, that's a rivalry game. So, I mean, look, Bama yeah. was a freaking miracle play, fourth and 31 wow. from losing to their hated rival, who was a six win team. You know, I thought it was you wild know? watching the Eagles. Uh, when they when they threw that touchdown, um, what was it? Uh, it was third and third and twenty something. Uh, to Zacchaeus. Yeah, and you see the Alabama quarterback sitting back there with time rolls out a little bit to his left, finds a receiver in the back corner of the end zone. I was like, man, I'd like to put this Auburn Alabama touchdown pass beside an Alabama. Like it was kind of a kind of the same type of situation, but um. Yeah, and we're talking about an Auburn team that lost in New Mexico State the week before. The week before, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah. I can for, I can forgive Louisville for laying that egg, um, 
because it happens. It happens. Can we, but uh, I mean, can we just tell Kirby Smart to just, just, just shut up? I, I, I just don't like Kirby Smart. What we're talking about the don't give me the the whole the speech about um, the speech about don't talk about them barely beating Auburn. Like I know I played no. in that. I've been Did in that game. Hear him say no offense to Tim Tebow, but that Milrow is a more of a bigger physical Lamar Jackson. They were talking I mean, about like running style. He's like, nah, he's like, my kids play Madden. They always pick the Ravens because Lamar Jackson's hard to tackle. He's like, I wouldn't compare him to Tim Tebow. He's more of a, a physical, more physical and bigger Lamar Jackson. I'm like, yo, first off, Milrow's not that good. Well, well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. As a runner, I don't think he means as a passer. <laughs> I know I he's he saying needs- everything he needs to say to get his team. Come on, man. I agree with that. I agree with that. That that's a. I mean, like he's in between. He's like if you okay from a, a running quarterback prototype. If you if you have on one end of the spectrum Lamar Jackson and the other end Cam Newton in the middle is Jalen Milrow, right? Not as big as Cam, not as small as Lamar, but he's in the middle. He's in the middle. So I can I can rock with that. I can rock with. I think that's a good comparison. I feel like if he's he, talking about Daniels from LSU. I'm okay with him comparing. You know some of these guys, but like. He he could have just been like, he's a little bit stronger, uh, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> you know, like I would I would have been okay with him saying something like that. That's I mean I'm gonna tell you. Speaking of Jaden Daniels, if he doesn't win the Heisman Trophy, I, I no offense to Bo Nix, no offense to uh, Michael Penix Jr. They've had phenomenal seasons. They've been great, but Jaden Daniels to me has been unbelievable. I, I forget the stat. I know they they're talked about like. He has like 60 to 20 yard plus runs or something this year. And like the next closest person had like 20. And it's just like he his season has been amazing. And and to me, I feel like at certain certain times, the Heisman voters get away from awarding the most outstanding player for the year. And they award it to the most outstanding player on the team with the fewest losses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the same thing with the NFL MVP, too, sometimes. We, um, <laughs> but, <give> me, we, <clears throat> um, is this the first year, or maybe am I, am I late to this? Is this the first year where they're are allowing uh, conference championship play to affect the voting? Didn't they normally vote always before the championship games? I thought so, yeah. I thought that because was voted prior to. You know, the leader for the Heisman, da 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 And I'm like, yo, this weekend is the games, you know? Like, I thought they usually had all of the, the votes and everything submitted in, like, anything that happened in conference championship play did not count, you know, which it used to be like, dang, that kind of sucks, you know, but maybe um, <clears throat> because I think that, you know, Bo Nix is the favorite right now. He's at a minus 165 and then Jaden Daniels is plus 200. Um, is it Jaden or Jalen? Jaden. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to play at LSU, to be in the SEC, to have what they have two losses or they have three, three, three. Um, yeah, and to put up fifty touchdowns and to break the records that he's he's broken with his legs and everything is just it's wild to be considered the runner up to Bo Nix. But Bo, I mean that offense in, in, in Oregon has been kind of insane. So I, I, I want to come back to the CFP playoff real quick. What do you do with Washington? So let's just say Bama wins, Texas loses, Florida State loses. What do you do with Washington? Bama Bama wins. Bama Bama wins. Texas loses. Oregon, Texas loses. Florida State loses. Oregon beats Washington. 
who they had already who Washington beat them in the in the regular season. Do you put Washington at four? Do you elevate Ohio State? Well, so what's probably going to happen is you're not you're not putting Washington over Georgia at all. No, Georgia's probably going to if they lose, they so drop. you're saying Bama wins, right? So you're, Michigan's going to go to number one. Michigan's going to go to number one. I think Georgia's going to fall at least to two or, no, three, or three. No, I, I don't think they're dropping to four because I don't think they. I think the committee wants a potential Bama. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Oregon. I'm dang Michigan and Georgia title game. So yeah. I think they were at worst they dropped to three. Okay, <clears throat> Florida yeah. State's eliminated. So Florida State's eliminated. Texas is is eliminated. Oregon is automatic qualifier because they win their conference. So then you're gonna have to pick between Bama and Washington. I think you got to go. I think you got to go Washington. One loss. Um, Washington State wasn't ranked, but Oregon was ranked. Oregon yeah. State was ranked. Um, I think when they beat US, no, I don't think you USC might have been at the that might have been their last top twenty five game when they lost to Washington. I had to go back and look that up. Um, let me see. Let me look at the schedule real quick. I just I just don't know how you could take a team that was undefeated. So they have wins over number twenty one Oregon State. Um, they have a win over Oregon, who was fifth in the country. They have a win over number 14, Arizona. How about it? And that's it. USC was not ranked at the time they play. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't, to me, one loss, one loss, Washington should get in over two loss, Bama. All right. So what about? All four of these teams. We know if Florida State loses, they're out. They're out. Absolutely. If Michigan loses to Iowa, are they out? No, because they're undefeated. They're undefeated, and they're they they're going to have at least top two top twenty five wins, which is Penn State, who was top ten at the time, and Ohio State, who was what number two. So you think it's possible that that if Georgia lost, Michigan lost, and Washington lost? And all three of those teams could stay in, and an Oregon would just join them. Yes. I don't think Bama's resume Bama's resume is not crazy enough to me. Bama? Yeah, it's not crazy. Like they got they they're going to have. I mean, granted, the Georgia win is going to be a pretty big one. So I can't. They got three top twenty. They got three top twenty wins. Ole Miss, LSU, Tennessee. When was what was Tennessee ranked? So they don't have them ranked right now on, on this thing that I'm watching. So what was Tennessee ranked when they played them? When they played them, we, it was even it was even more. It was it was uh, we were because like that's 11. what that's what I mean. That's what they take into account, right? It's what you <laughs> were ranked when them? you play them. Yes, yeah, we that's were what matters. Eleventh or fifteenth? Let me see. Uh, Man, I I just don't know how you push Alabama from eight to four. And yet remove Washington, who's again, who's undefeated, has three top 25 wins and a win. And they would have split the season series against the team that they beat the first time around. So I just don't I don't know. They like this is Texas, then they beat Ole Miss number 15 then they beat number 17 Tennessee then they beat number 14 LSU. And now, now they play uh, Uga, number one. So they're going to have they'll have four wins against against the top 20. So. 
I don't know, man. Like this is this is going to be if chaos ensues because we still have we almost got chaos last week. We were really close to getting chaos last week. If if chaos happens this weekend, it is going to be you're probably going to need at least a couple of nights of debating to figure out who. And granted, they don't have a couple of nights. Michigan's they have only played two ranked teams. Alabama's yes. will have played five. Or did play. Yeah. This being their sixth. I just can't see you dropping Michigan out. I can't. If they if, if they have two one loss teams, one of them has played five. But right. the, but Michigan, the one Michigan only has one loss. loss. Was a was a formidable top four possible selection in the Big Twelve champion Texas, and the one team Michigan lost to can't score more than thirteen points in a game. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I hear. I just don't think you have you have. Let me. Well, let me see. Let me see if I I have this uh, thing pulled up. Still, so Iowa is. Are they twelfth in the rankings? Let me see. Sixteenth. God, dog, they ain't they don't like them at all. <laughs> what? Say, they can't score sixteen points. They should not be. They they shouldn't be. <laughs> Golly, I didn't realize it was that. Dang, they not. It even doesn't matter it. though because the line is twenty three, which is wild for a, a conference championship, a title game. I mean, listen. the other line that's wild is Oregon minus nine and a half over Washington after Washington really? already beat them this year. Nine and a half. Really. That game was, yeah. I mean, listen. If I was a betting man, I definitely would be heading over to DraftKings to uh, lay some money on Washington plus nine. Because unless, unless you're telling me Michael Penix Jr. is not playing, I'm not sure why they're plus nine. Um, I get it. Oregon was the better team that day. They, but I mean, they lost. Uh, yeah. Who knows, man? I, I I do believe that Michigan's going to win handily. I do believe um, that Oregon's going to beat Washington. Unfortunately, I would love to see Louisville upset Florida State because I just don't want to see Florida State in a in in a top four. But I understand why if they finish defeated, uh, that it's necessary for them to be there. Even though, let's see, Florida State played one two one ranked team the whole year. Yeah, Duke, and now they're playing their second ranked team in Louisville. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Oh, that. my bad. They beat LSU. That's a huge win, actually. First, the first game of the year. First game of this, yeah. Florida State really is only good. is only favored by two and a half. Yeah, yep. Wow. Let's see. Let 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 it, let the games begin. Let's see. We got Friday night's Pac-12 championship, I believe. Yep. Um, and then everything else is on Saturday. Yep. Everything else on Saturday. Man. What about this Liberty? Time. What are we doing with undefeated Liberty at 24? They play in the Conference USA Championship Friday. Uh, I think would they be the highest group of five ranked teams? Because I think so. you get it. They get they get a New Year's Six Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, there you go. go. So there you go, Liberty. You're not playing for the for the championship, but you get a you get a uh, a New Year's Six game. So there you go. Thanks for coming. We appreciate yep. you. <clears throat> Man, I, this is going to be interesting. I can't wait to see how it all plays out. Y'all, let us know who y'all think. Who is going to be the final top four? I am going to say Georgia beats Bama. Michigan obviously beats Iowa. Um, I'm going to say Oregon beats Washington. It's going to be chaos. They're going to slide Texas in there at four. I promise you. 
Texas is going to beat Oklahoma State, and Florida State is going to lose to Louisville, and Texas will jump Ohio State and be there at four. Oregon, oh, dang, they already mm. – I don't know if you can put Texas over Washington. I think Washington has a better resume. They're going to have the Bam, especially if Bama loses, right? I mean, Texas has the Bama win, but they lost to Oklahoma. They lost to K. Did they? Were they the ones that lost to KU? Who lost to KU? No, Texas only has one loss. They only lost to Oklahoma. My bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. I don't Somebody know lost see. to KU. I think it was Oklahoma who lost to KU. I just think the teams that are playing this weekend have the biggest advantage, right? Ohio State. I don't see them making it into the picture unless something ridiculous happens, right? Um, and then, you know, you got the, you got, you got the teams that are playing this weekend that have an advantage. So I think Texas has an advantage. Obviously if Washington wins, they're in, you know, um, but if one of those teams slips up, one of those top four teams right now slips up, the two teams that are able to take advantage of it to me are Oregon, if they beat Washington and Texas, if they, if they win the big 12 championship, I ain't gonna hold you. I. I think if Washington loses, I'm going to say the top four is Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Washington. I just think I just think it's going to be really hard to keep that Washington Washington team out. I think their resume is just as good, if not better, than Texas's. I understand that Texas would have won the Big Twelve, um, but yeah, I just I think they're a better team. I think their resume is better, so we'll see. That's crazy. We'll see. Yeah. All right, man. Let's um. Let's see what else we got. Anything else in the world of college football? Nope. We talked about. I, I, let me let me get my bars off on this. So this is the final season of the Pac-12. Although I do have a you know the Pac-12. You did rise on my Koofy list a little bit just because man. y'all put the Notre Dame game on the Pac-12 channel. I had to Whoa. sign up for Fubo just to watch the game. Fubo then in the smallest of fine print, when you go to cancel your free subscription, they they have all these big manage your subscription here, manage the tiers. And at the very small print, the very bottom, it goes cancel subscription. So I had to look. I mean, I was I had to Google how to find the cancel the, the subscription. I tweeted Fubo and was like, yo, y'all really going to make me call the 1-800 number just to get out of this deal? <laughs> I went back, looked again and saw the fine print and went, oh, my bad. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but you know, they're there. I mean, granted, the Washington State and Oregon State, they will be the Pac 12 next year. They won a court case where they get to keep all the money. So, you know, they got the they got the house, the kids, the dog, and the rest of the schools are gonna have to start over again um and rebuild their life. But um, but that's preliminary. They're all they're, they're that's gonna get probably go to like the state court in Washington um, yeah. before it's finally settled. But I, this makes me sad to see that the college football season, to me, it's not going to be the same. No. Next year's a 12-team playoff. To me, the 12-team playoff diminishes the regular season. It doesn't make every game as important, yeah. right? Two losses, one loss, depending on who you lose to, you could probably still win your conference and still get in. Two losses, you're probably still looking at a New Year's Six Bowl, depending on who you are. Three losses, you're done. Now you can lose two games, maybe three. Let me go and look at these uh, rankings here. And LSU right now, Mike could possibly jump in that top 12 with three losses. 
I mean, they they can't, right? So I'm looking at it now. There's two, they're they're the first three lost team, right? They're ranked 13. So they would miss out because nobody else is going to move. There's no right. more games to be played. But if but like a, could, uh if a if a, a Texas was to lose, they're not dropping, they wouldn't drop out of the top 12. You don't think so? I don't think so. They would probably drop to 12. I would think. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, so it's an interesting. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it's an interesting thing. But I guess my thing is right, like the Michigan and Ohio State, the last three years have had huge stakes tied to them. College football playoff implications. Next year, if number two Michigan plays number five Ohio State, I mean, okay, they're playing for uh, the Big Ten regular season title, right. and home they get they get a buy. Okay, that's cool, but it's not the same as the winner goes on to play for the national championship potentially, and the other one gets left out in the cold. And they go and they go to a great bowl game, but it's not the stakes are just not the same. And we're lo- we're inch we're inching closer to professional college football, which it really is already. With but we're in, yeah. yeah, but I mean we're we're getting closer to that, and it's just it. Like I said last week, college football is my favorite sport to watch in part because of um, the the tradition, the rivalries. We're losing a lot of those matchups. Shout out to Washington. I think it's Washington and Washington State who signed up to play each other for the next five years. But, like, we're losing Oregon, Oregon State. We're going to lose Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. We've already lost KU, Mizzou. Like, we're losing all of these matchups that were played for hundreds of years before winning and money destroyed it all. Um, because your season, I'll, I, you know, as being a Notre Dame fan, right, with their third loss, well, the season has no meaning anymore. And I'm like, that's not like the season still has meaning. Like you still have a chance to get better and progress as players. That's part of the reason I like to watch the sport because you get to see these young men start and mold themselves into better players as the as the year goes on. Look at Bama. Bama's offense was atrocious the first what three four games of the year. They tried everything they could to get rid of Jalen Milrow. Ty Simpson, come on up. Tyler Buckner, step, come on down. And it didn't work. They went back to Jalen. They stuck with it. And then you got Jalen after the game screaming, give me my Heisman Trophy. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Pump, pump the brakes, my young man. Great. You, you, you overcame some things. You had a really good season. You won a huge game. But I'm not trying to hear – Give me my Heisman Trophy. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. This is a this is a great start to your campaign, sir. Yeah, yeah. For, for 2024. But yeah. yeah, man, you get to see these kids grow, and you get to see them mature and and play better and be better. And we're losing that. We're going to lose some of that. Let me ask you this: Do you think that this, however, will help out the hot seat for coaches? Um, in regards to you know a three loss season. You know, it, like you're you're still playing throughout the year. You're like, yo, we, we we only we only got one loss. We only got two losses, whatever. You know, we 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 have something that we can like. Okay, they 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 were almost in the t- the top twelve. You know, let's give them another year. You know, whereas some years it's like you finish fifteen, twenty, or whatever. It's like now nah, we have expectations here. You know, like it it provides like in a like like the the ten ten more teams to have like a little bit of a. Man, we were almost there. I think it makes teams less patient because now that you have 12 teams, if you're consistently 13 through 15, you're getting fired. Like Jimbo Fisher was 45 and 25. 
Yeah. And he got fired. Kevin Sumlin, the, his predecessor, was 51 and 26. He got fired. I mean, they are they're they're people, what Ryan Day's what 60 and seven or something like that the last five years or something crazy like that. It might not be seven wins. He's it might be like three. 60 and like like four. He's one and, and three. it's like thank you. <laughs> He's one and three, and they want him out of here. <laughs> and so that's what I'm saying. Like at Notre Dame, like people are crying about look, I get it. They had a they had a playoff caliber defense. If the offense could have figured it out and all the big games they had, yeah. they would be in the college football playoff because their defense is that good. And Marcus Freeman is his second year. He had he's had to rebuild a wide receiver room, try to find better quarterback play, rebuild the defense, all this other stuff that's going around into this. And people are mad that he won nine games. Like it's so I think a 12 team playoff makes people less less patient. Because winning is the only thing. It is not a, the result is the only thing people care about. They don't care. They don't care about the process. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, absolutely, Zach. The alumni play a huge part in why coaches are let go. Absolutely. The alumni play. I mean, again, I love college football, but the fans are the by far the worst. They're the most entitled. Listen, Dabo in that rant, he was right. Like, I mean, he, you guys are spoiled. You're entitled. He's like, before I got here, y'all didn't have this. He said, I built this brick by brick. You know what I'm saying? And like Texas, like, so to even to talk about Texas A&M, last 25 years, one 10-win season. In the last, that's the Banzel season. His Heisman season, one 10-win season. You got to realize who you are in the hierarchy of college football. Everybody's not going to be Bama. Everybody's not going to be Ohio State, Florida State. Uh, Okay. I'm part of the right. problem. <laughs> Everybody's not going to be top tier. And if you're AM, I get it. You got money to blow. You got money to spend. You just paid Jimbo Fisher $75 million to go away. $75 million. So I get it. You got money to spend. But just because you spend all that money, don't mean you're going to make it to the upper echelon. Sometimes right. you're just an eight win school and you got to be okay with that. And so I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's going to be it's, it's anything is going to change in that. Regard. I'll say this much as we as we get over to the NFL or whatever. But I yep, am, yep. I've never been a Pac-12 fan ever. I've never been a Big Ten fan or a Pac-12 fan. I've always Big 12, whatever, ACC, whatever. I've always kind of been anti Big Ten and Pac-12. This year made me sad to see the Pac-12 go. <laughs> I just Bro. I like what they had this year. I enjoyed watching their teams play. Dion in Colorado, just Washington, Oregon, even Oregon State and Arizona. I, I watched the games, and I'm like, man, even USC. I mean, USC didn't have a great year. They got Kayla Williams or whatever, but it was, it was exciting and entertaining football to watch. And I'm like, this would be your last year to where I finally come around and be like, you know what? Now, the Big Ten, they can still blow that thing up. I don't give a damn about none of that. So, <laughs> but, uh, but the Pac-12, I, I am, I'm sad to see it go. So uh, I will pour out uh, a little bit of um, Dr. Pepper for the Pac-12 and uh, Man. We'll keep it moving. To quote Michael Irvin, we're losing recipes. Mm. We are losing recipes. If you, haven't, if you don't know that rant, just go look up Michael Irvin. We're losing recipes. It's one of the great rants of all time. But, yeah. Like the Pac-12, this is the year. Like we needed. Like where was Jeff Bezos at? Where where's Steve Jobs? I'm sorry, rest in peace, Steve Jobs. Where's Bill Gates? 
like, please step in. So I actually tweeted that. I'm like, hey, guys, would you mind doing me a solid? Yeah. You have billions. Give them $60 million a year to keep the conference intact so they could play. As we close the door on college football, I told y'all about Dion. I told y'all that Dion was going to have to recruit and that transfer portal thing was not going to work out. I've just read an article today. Dion's class is like in the 60s, and he just lost his four-star recruit from QB recruit from last year, three-star QB recruit this class, another recruit in the class of 25. He, he's not going to be there long if he don't bring in the classes. Listen, he's not going to be there long if he does not get the kids there. The transfer portal is there to cover up the wounds. It's not there to do cosmetic surgery. So that's all I say about that. Good luck to him. I do wish him well, but he better get on that recruiting trail. You can't wait to the last minute and try to snatch up a couple of five stars. I think that's going to be, be enough to get the job done. All right, man, let's jump into the NFL. Um, let's. I'm going to start with Monday night's game because this is your guy. You went and bought the jersey. Um, the astronaut. I had that jersey last year, bro. I okay. knew. <laughs> yes, yes. The the astronaut failure to launch. Um, it, it was a rough go for him last night against the Chicago Bears. Four turnovers. They were all interceptions, right? I Listen, I don't watch bad football, so I, I'm not going to act like I watched the game. Um, I, I caught the final couple of series. Um, I like Josh Dobbs and I, I tweeted this out and I'm going to say it here publicly. I hope that Netflix, I know they had their quarterback series. I hope they made a, a in-season pivot to follow Josh Dobbs because his story this year has been really interesting. Getting traded, uh, what, a couple of weeks before, was the week before the season started mm-hmm. to Arizona. He documented, he's like, look, I'm leaving. Basically, I'm taking my draws. That's it. I'm taking draws these sh- and the clothes on my back, and I'm going to a new city, and me and my agent have figured it out as we go. He gets traded again, right? Goes to Minnesota. Obviously, when gets called into duty, you, you know the story about not knowing anybody's name. It's a fascinating story. And to me, Josh Dobbs should make, I think Chase Daniels signed like a three-year, $30 million deal as a backup quarterback. I think he could probably command that in the open market next year to be somebody's backup quarterback because he is the prototypical this is my backup qb theory josh dobbs can win you two three games if you need it if your guy's hurt and he's he's gonna be ir for four weeks josh dobbs can go two and two maybe three and one he's not gonna be a guy who can go a full season and carry your team to the playoffs and beyond great guy smart guy but that's his ceiling. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, your thoughts on your guy, man. I know, you know, Vol for Life and all that good stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I've known what Josh Dobbs was. Um, but it's just, it's one of those situations where um, you hope that when he came to Minnesota that he's thrown into a situation where he can grow into having a good team around him and, and get better. You know what I mean? I mean, look at Bryce Young right now. He's one and nine or one and 10. What is he? One and 10? One and 10. Got you. You know, when we're talking about actually playing NFL games, I understand Josh Dobbs has been in the league for seven years. So he's been practicing. He's been in preseason games. You know, he's been doing all this kind of stuff, whatever. He hasn't started any any games until last year, I think, in the Titans. You know, the Titans. Yep. Yep. The lights haven't been on him 
any more than eight total times. You know, he's, I think he played six or seven games for the, the, the Cardinals. And then, you know, and so as much as you're like, Hey, he's a veteran, he's seven years in or whatever. I still think that he's, he's in that. I mean, he's on it. This is a month he's been with a team. You know, the thing about Josh Dobbs though, is like these, some of these turnovers are, are like stuff that like, like rookies, you can't have the, the mental, right. That's where I'm like, no, you're too smart for that. Take that sack. Like, what are we doing right here? You know what I mean? Like, and that's what it's tough, you know? And, you know, two of the interceptions weren't his fault, but all the inter- all interceptions are all quarterbacks' fault. We know that. We can't just, you know, flip back. Mm. Two, of them, two of them hit receivers dead in the hands, you know? Um, and then, it's the, right then it's the receiver's fault then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit Jordan Addison perfect. Boom, right off his hands, interception. Then he throws another one to another guy. It was, it, was, it was tight coverage, but it still hit him in the hands, tip ball, interception, or whatever. The other two, though, are I'm getting sacked. Let me just do this. And it's like, bro. Like, the last one was – yeah, the last one was egregious. Yeah, like, you've been around too long for that. Like, what are we doing? And, and you know, like, bro, we're, you're playing against a team that can't move the damn ball. The other thing was, like, we know wins and losses is everything. They're this yep. much away from him being three and one and us still talking about the pasture not, even though, he, you know, he threw, you know, four interceptions or whatever. <laughs> you know, the fact they lost the game is a big deal. But the fact they lost the game also goes on Kevin o- O'Connell. Is that his name, Kevin? Yep. I mean, the guy's going for it on fourth and 10 at the 50 yard line when the other team can't even get move the ball more than 30 yards every possession. You know, it's like, bro, punt the ball, put them in their own inside their own five. Like, you know, like they're not going to. And it's a field goal game. So it was a wild game. But I'll say this like, I'm with you on like the whole idea of him playing and starting a whole season. Um, He's not there. He's not there to get you to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Do I think that? that he possesses the talent to get better. I don't think he is what he is right now. I don't think he's played enough to be able to say he is what he is. It's a wrap. Mm, I think he is what he is. Really? I think, I, yeah, I think he is. Like I said, I think. So you think Bryce Young is what he is? No, because he's a rookie, right? There's still, and. But I he mean, still played more. He's played more games than Josh Dobbs. He's a rookie, and I think Frank Reich, as a play caller, as a offensive designer, is like no, no. I've seen enough. Granted, I'm not watching breaking down no Panthers tape, nothing that. But the people who get paid to do this for a living, I've seen enough clips of them on the internet going, "What is this scheme? What? Who is he supposed to throw the ball to? You basically called like I don't know if you've seen that, um, Mister uh, Coach Go, Coach Thirty, where he yeah. did the one on the. I didn't watch and it, it, but like he does one on the Panthers and like the, the owner, David Tepper comes in and he looks at like they they have like on this whiteboard, like an offensive play call. Yeah. And it's just four curls. <laughs> but the funny part of that it is, is like, you see people go, he's got these, these receivers running four curls. What is, and they're all covered. What is Bryce supposed to do at this point? Like they'll freeze the shot at the top of his drop. They've all curled back and they're all here. Here's the receiver. Here's the defender, and he's yeah. like, "Where's he supposed to throw the ball?" So, yeah, see, I, th- I think, I think that in Josh Dobbs' case, is like, I don't think he's being used to his strengths right now. You know what I mean? Like, like there was not one um, called quarterback run the whole game for Josh Dobbs. Mm. Not so one. You, so more, so more read option. He's not. He's some... not getting out of the pocket. You know what I mean? He's standing in the pocket, and he actually 
he's one of those guys that, man, some of these quarterbacks, I'm like, run. But they want to be known as, like, the guy that can just stand in there and sling that hoe. No. Go. You know what I mean? Like, that's what your feet are for, you know? And so, like, but- he's doing a lot of stuff that are standing in a pocket, taking hits, you know, throwing, you know, throwing the ball and crossing routes and different things like that. And it's like, no, man, get this guy out into some space. Like, run some, you know. But I think that that's going to come with some more, you know, you get the bye week. I really wish Justin Jefferson would have been back this week. I really don't. I, don't, I know he's like, I'm not playing until I'm healthy. But when I was going into the Broncos game, now the Broncos are obviously a little bit better than what I thought they were. I know you like they're fool's gold or whatever, but I do think that they're playing better than what I thought. Going into Broncos, um, Bears, and then they got the Raiders after this bye week. Like I was like, yo, Dobbs got two wins, and he's got the Broncos, the Bears, and the Raiders. Like, like, bro, like Minnesota should be nine and four, you know, instead of whatever they are net, you know. And so I do think if Justin Jefferson gets out there and suits up, you know, like it provides um, a, 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 just a, a, a much better. I mean, Addison, he's he's not the number one yet, you know. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I um, we will see. I know Kevin O'Connell said he's going to be evaluating everything during the bye. So you might get Jaron Hall back yeah. as a starter. I would stick with Dobbs for one more game. I think you got to see how he does once he has Justin Jefferson, who they have activated. They activated him today off of IR, so he will be back after the bye. If he can't get a connection, granted, still, right, it's not like he's been throwing to Jefferson all year long. Yeah. But if they can't get it going with Justin Jefferson in there, drawing additional coverage, obviously he likes TJ Hawkinson. So well, first play of the game, he put that ball in the money on Jordan Addison. I don't know if you saw it. It was a 50-yard bomb. They went play action. And, it, I mean, it was a good defense. It was a PBU or whatever. But if that's Justin Jefferson, I mean, they got they got, first catch. And, they got first and goal from the five, and it's, it's let's, let's make moves. But yeah. I'll tell you this much. If they go back to Hall, that, I mean, we, we, we didn't see much of him. We saw, what, one drive or whatever. But I'll tell you this much. He's out because of a concussion. Max Crosby going to get that guy out with another concussion. I don't think you want to go to some – I don't know what Hall's like. I don't, I don't know if he's a scrambler or what. But he can use his with Max Crosby out there, you're going to need somebody because <laughs> that man is going to put you right back in the tent. Keep your head on the swivel, young man. That's all I got to yeah. say. <laughs> Be aware of where, of where 98 is at all times. All times. So last thing I said about that game again, I think this was the game from a Bears perspective where they said, we're taking Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, I just don't think Justin Fields, I think they're going to move on. I think they're going to trade him. Uh, they'll get something back, maybe a third round pick, maybe fourth round pick. But I think this was the game where they went, yeah, we're we're done here. Um, I just don't think it's going to work. I seen that man I, get slammed on his head. One of his players had to get him up. Do you remember like earlier in the season when he was like he was rattling and he was like walking back to the huddle and his Chiefs player, game. Like, nah, nah, young man, like you know what I mean? Like that Chiefs same game. thing happened last night, and like they didn't take him out or nothing. I said, Oh, the Bears don't give a damn about this kid. <laughs> like when you look he, <laughs> And he threw a pass like two plays later that was so off. And then they zoomed in on his helmet. I said, yo, he's not in there. <laughs> he's so it's like, right now. It's like that, that Snickers commercial. Who are you? Yeah. Like, my man is gone. Yeah, I heard. I saw some tweets about it. I didn't see the play, but I did hear, see some tweets about it. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is the game where they decided, yeah, we're, we're, we're probably – if they had – if their mind – if they were leaning one way or the other, to me, this is the game that said, yeah, we're going Caleb Williams or Drake May. Um, they made they I could see Chicago being afraid of taking another improviser 
even though Caleb Williams is a better improviser than Justin Fields. They can't do that, man. They can't. I can see them. I can see them. I can see them talking themselves out of him. Mr. Trubisky didn't work for him, and he was he wasn't really an improviser. Well, I mean, he was also from Carolina too, so there's also that. There's also that. So, but yeah. All right, man. So let's uh, let's keep moving on, moving on. Um, the Chiefs is the offense fixed? No, no, the offense is not fixed. But we are wearing championship gear today. You know, where's that? All right, cool. It's over here. Yeah, because you know we we back we're back on the straight and narrow. <laughs> no, um, no, the offense is not fixed. I mean, the offense got Rasheed Rice more targets. <laughs> you know, the offense. You know, um, you know was decent in the red zone. You know, the offense got things going there for, for the last three quarters, second, third, and fourth. Well, actually, was that is it 14 nothing at halftime? It was four no, it was 14 14 at halftime. Okay, they were yeah, down so 14 nothing and they scored yeah. on two straight drives to close the half. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's it's still not fixed. Um, but that was a step in the right direction. And I do think, you know, um Rasheed Rice needs to become a, a much bigger part of, you know of the targets getting in the bar. He had two drops yesterday too, you know, but they kept going to him. You know what I mean? And, and I think that was key. Um, and they did it against a pretty decent defense. I don't think it was, anything, uh, I think, you know, under a lot of pressure, they got, they got a pretty decent defense over there with the Raiders, yeah. but it's, it's still the Raiders, man. It's, I, I fully expected the chiefs to go in there and, and, and beat them by double digits. Um, I think, yeah, the offense is on its way to being fixed. Um, I do think Rasheed Rice needs to be a part. Like, if he's not getting seven to eight targets a game, someone needs to be held accountable. I, I didn't think you ever say this, but I'm liking how they're using Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And he's running he's running a little better and a little different than in the past. You know what I mean? And so, I, I mean, I don't know. He's running with, like, something to prove. And I'm not mad at him, him getting there and getting his – Five or six touches a game. Uh, yeah, I so again, I was sleep. I went to sleep after the early game. So when I woke up, the Chiefs were down 14 nothing. And then I saw like the first drive that scored a touchdown. Somebody went like a tweet of them crying. It was a crying meme of Clyde Edwards Alaire was the spark on that drive. Um and I was like, Really? Like that really happened? So it would be poetic justice for him on his way out the door because the Chiefs are not going to keep him. No for him to actually start playing like the first round pick, they actually invested in him yep. on his way out the door. Um, dang, I lost my train of thought. No, no, I was going to say about this. Oh, actually, let me bring this note up. My unk says, says this about Justin Fields. Fields has no O-line or receivers. The O-line, could, the O-line could be better, but DJ Moore is a really good wide receiver. And Mooney's not a terrible two. Komet is, is a good quality yeah. tight end. They have developing weapons in that system you just got to have the quarterback to give him the ball all right so let's keep it moving um let you mentioned this before before we get to eagles niners because i think that's the game of the weekend mvp mvp award you mentioned this about it being can we just can we can can the nfl just create a quarterback of the year award and then we can have a true mvp discussion because to me I saw uh, C. Dot Carrington Harrington put the or Harrison. Sorry, is it Harrington? No, it's Harrington. It's Carrington Harrington. Not mm-hmm. it rhymes, so it just kind of throws me off that it rhymes like that. He goes, "It's a shame that we are just we are forcing a QB to win the MVP this year." And I'm like, exactly, because to me, the favorites for MVP should be Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, AJ Brown, 
If you want to get a defensive guy in there, you can go Miles Garrett. You can actually go Deron Bland if you really want to. I mean, because what five pick sixes in one season is kind of crazy, by the way. But if you're gonna if you're gonna go non-QB division, those four guys should be in the top five odds. And right now, the top five odds. Who am I missing? Trent Williams. That man is valuable, bro. Trent Williams is very valuable. He's that very man is valuable. <laughs> He's very valuable. But I look at the way that quarter Jalen Hurts was trash for three quarters. Oh, yeah. Then he threw three touchdown passes and four passes. (laughs) And then all of a sudden. In the fourth quarter. He threw 11 for 44 yards or something like that until he got there. I said, yo, what? It's like, you do this this in college, you're out the Heisman race. Sorry. (laughs) You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes is still up there. Tua's up there. I'm trying to think who are the other two quarterbacks. Is now I'll say this: Dak has been playing great, but I'm, to me, the MVP comes down to when we get to the end of the season. How well are you playing at the end of the season? And to me, it doesn't take into account the totality. Yeah, where Tyreek again three percent of the season, Dak was like, you know what I mean? And it's like, how do we just cancel that? Yeah, and so I'm just like, you can't have an award where i get it quarterback's the most important position on the field you're not going to get any argument from me there but when the quarterback's play has been subpar even from the quarterbacks we expect to be good and you have these other people tyreek hill might go for two two thousand yards in a season which is insane he needs to average 112 yards for the for this final six games to meet that mark um you had aj brown with six games in a row of 125 yards a game Christian McCaffrey is probably going to go for 1,800 to almost 2,000 all-purpose yards and maybe 16 to 20 touchdowns? What? Dog, Miles Garrett is out here playing basketball. He's going, you know, hezzy, hezzy, tween, tween, fillet. Like he's doing all of this before the snap of the ball in second quarter. It's it's, it's crazy to me that you do not have any of these non-QBs in the MVP race because we're just so – but I do think crazy. I do think they got two. I do. I, not my bad. I do think they got Tyreek Hill. I think if you were to legitimately ask, and they did a top five, that they would have Tyreek Hill um, <clears throat> up there. No, I got to see if I can find it. It was on the Athletic. They had the MVP odds. The top five were quarterbacks. I think the sixth one was Christian McCaffrey. It's either Christian or Tyreek. But it's just like I, I don't know what a non-quarterback player would have to do to get the award i mean it's yeah. just i don't understand it. it it really makes me mad it makes me it makes me sad because we talk about football being a team sport but yet we elevate one position so high above all the rest that you that you we make it seem at times as if none of the other yeah. positions matter except right, though, that. because i mean i mean i'm looking at it now updated today and actually you're, I mean, it's it's even worse than that christian mccaffrey is one two three four five six seven eight that's crazy to me. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That and guess team, what? He's behind Brock Purdy. <laughs> look, Brock Purdy is I, seven. Brock Purdy's my guy, man. Like he he's a competent quarterback. I still I'm still trying to figure out if he's a franchise quarterback, but he's a really good quarterback. But see, and this whole he, odds thing, it can't be real, man. Dog, Vegas knows. If nobody else like twentieth. He's I mean, ahead of Micah Parsons. He's like a plus 15,000, and Micah Parsons is a plus like 16,000. I mean, again, Vegas knows. 
And if let's just say for some, let's just say they keep Josh Dobbs as a starter, and he gets them to the playoffs or something, and and they win the North. Yeah, I bet I would bet at the end of the season he would probably be be five or six in MVP odds. That's wild. <laughs> CJ Stroud is actually a, really a, an MVP. Like, I mean, if we want to talk about valuable, like last year that team won how many games? <laughs> like three. And like, yeah. So CJ Stroud is low key that one of those guys. So facts, facts. But I digress. Right. What's next? Let's jump into a uh, game of the week. Yes. Eagles Niners this weekend. Big game. Um I am I am I'm excited to watch the game as a Niners fan because I I do now I'm not like the 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 Niners who spent half the offseason crying about they should have won the game. Mm-hmm. But I do think that they had the if Purdy does not get hurt, people forget because the final score was so lopsided and because they didn't have a quarterback for basically I mean listen, all due respect Josh Johnson, he was the fourth string quarterback. There there's a limit, right, to how deep you can go into your quarterback room before it becomes detrimental. And the fact that they were able to get to QB three and be in the NFC title game is unbelievable. But I do think if Purdy stays healthy that game, that they win. That game was close. Eagles scored a touchdown about maybe three minutes left before halftime to go up 14 to seven. Josh Johnson fumbles. Instead of just falling on the ball, he tries to pick it up. He can't get it. They score again. And at that point, the game was over. Josh Johnson gets a concussion, the first possession of the second half. And then they have to bring back Purdy in the game who can't, who couldn't throw the ball three feet. So I, I am picking the Eagles to win the game though. And it's not because I'm me thing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not because I'm trying to do the pessimist thing. I think that look, uh, Howie Roseman has basically, I, I did the, the research on this. He has the most sec talent on his team. I think it's 20, at least oh, at the yeah. time I did the research. He had 20 SEC players on his team, um, led by, obviously, Jalen Hurts. But on the defensive side of the ball, he's got two monsters in Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Dog, when he got – when Jordan Davis got hurt on Sunday and he got up – So yeah, they, I, I you saw the sideline behind him. The players on the other team are behind him looking at him like, <laughs> this dude is not – he's, like, built in a, a factory somewhere. <laughs> listen – at max out, I, I saw Gerald McCoy. I never went up to like speak to him or anything like that. But I just looking at him walk around the room, and I'm like, that man like was a premier athlete. And six foot five, six foot six, probably 280, 300 something pounds, and could probably outrun all of us. Yeah. And and all of our athletic primes, not just his. Yeah. He yeah. could probably outrun all of us. And Jalen, Jalen Carter. And and Jordan Davis are like 2.0. Like they said, we want like Indomitian Sue and Jared McCoy, and we're just going to meet, we're going to take their genes, and this is what we made. With and it's just like, speed. <laughs> like dog. He was running step for step with Josh Allen, like dog, like unfreaking believable. So I think that their defensive line is the Niners interior is their weak point on that line. I think they're going to make life difficult for their run game and for their pass game. So again, I not me, man, not me. The luck stops here. The last four weeks, the Philadelphia Eagles have, you know, found a way to win, which great teams, championship teams find a way to win. 
You know, we know that. So I don't want to call it all luck or whatever. This is the first time I think I heard earlier today ever or in a lot, a lot of years that a team with one loss after like week nine has gone into a game with their primary quarterback and been an underdog. And the Eagles are the three and a half, I think, three and a half point underdog. They bet it up. It was one and a half. So they bet it up to three. I think it's, I think it's three now. Wow. Let me see. Um, But I, I mean, I just think, I don't like if I'm looking at I mean I know the Eagles are winning but if I'm looking at how teams are playing to me the 49ers are playing better than the Philadelphia Eagles. And um <clears throat> I just think I just think with um with what they've been able to do I don't think they're making they they've needed a team to make mistakes. Self-inflicted wounds to win games the Eagles. Right? I'm not talking about crazy plays on, you know, on 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 defense or whatever. I'm talking about Drop balls. I'm talking about, you know, uh, interceptions thrown by Josh Allen. Just different things like, just just boneheaded stuff for to win games. And I don't think the 49ers are going to make those plays. And um, I just think that they're the better team right now. They're playing better. And uh, I still think that the Eagles are probably going to end up with the one seed in the NFC because they've gotten through the first three games of this gauntlet. And for some reason, they kind of got the Cowboys number. And I don't know if they can. I don't know if they're going to turn around and beat the Cowboys, but they're favored in four of their last six matches with the Cowboys and the Niners being the two games that they're not favored in. So it's a big game right here. Like this, this is a like for the Niners. This is like you have to win this game if you think you're going to get the one seat, right? Because all the Eagles yes. got left was the Cowboys and some bums. Yeah. So so the yeah. Niners are going into this like, yo, this is huge playoff implications on this game right here, and I just think the Niners come out and win the game. Man, listen, like I want the so I can't stand what are you looking at? Kentucky's up 30 on Miami now. Oh wow. Miami's Yikes. eighth in the nation. Kentucky's 12. <laughs> it was Yikes. close, like in the, in the like it was like 36 to 32 or something like that. I was like, okay, now I just look over. It's like 75-47. Yikes. Listen, man. When uh his name is Elliot, Jake Elliott, when he made that field goal. 59, 60, something like that. I said they're winning the game. They're winning like that. Like I, I, I literally had the the uh, the Breaking Bad meme. He can't keep getting away with it. Like dog. Like I want. I don't have a problem. So I was on with a uh, with Titus. Shout out from Titus from LTBR and not the experts. I did a podcast with him last night. He's an Eagles fan, and so I said, "Look, man. Like Nick Sirianni is the Eli Apple of head coaches. Like he's a troll." Like he's annoying, and I'm like, they better win the title because if they don't win the title, the slander is going to be epic because of how crazy, how he acted after the walking out of Arrowhead. Oh, that's terrible! I, I want the Niners to win to shut him up, if not, if only for one week, if yep. only for one week. To me, the all the pressures on the Niners, they have to win this game, like you said, because of home field if they want to have a shot at it and also because i think mentally they need to know if they see this team again that they can beat them i think that does matter knowing that we can beat this team if we're both at full strength whatever full strength looks like they were talking about that on speak the other day um uh shady and and, um and uh, manuel yeah yeah they were talking about how like uh the eagles look at the cowboys you know 
They're like, yo, yo, we don't care that you up here winning by 30 points against the commanders and stuff like that. When we look at you like, oh, them? Oh, yeah. We whoop y'all ass every you – know, like, that's just what it is, you know? Like, and, yeah. and I think that the 49ers, like, they do need that confirmation that, like, yo, like, they believe we would have won last year. We would have – let's go show, you know? Like, it, it's it, it's a mental – it's a psyche. Like, if they go in there and get whooped by the Eagles, and they uh, – yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I, I do think they can win. Um, and I listen, even though I'm picking the Eagles to win the game, just because I think that that one matchup, I think they'll win. I think it's going to be a competitive game. It'll be a good game. I hope the Niners beat the brakes off of them, though. Like, I feel like the Eagles need at least one of those this year. And it yeah. hasn't happened yet. Like you said, they, 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 they got that Jets thing was a fluke. I mean, I would, too. Have you seen the Jets? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. would, too. So, I mean, I feel like they need one of those good old-fashioned, but maybe it's going to be the Cowboys. Maybe the Cowboys get them at the end of that gauntlet and they have to go to Dallas. Dallas did beat them last year, and I feel like they beat them without Dak. I don't they think did. Dak played in that game. So, I mean, Dak has been playing at MVP level. He played great in that first game, right? Just a couple of things here and there didn't go their way. But, I, yeah, man, so this is – one of the final like big games of the season. Yeah, so. that's what I was gonna say. I think this is one of the one of the final, you know, um, because the Chiefs really don't. I mean, we got the Bills, right? But I mean, that's and we got the Bengals and the Bills, but neither one of those Bengals with no no Burrow. Um, I mean, look, you're gonna have the are... Eagles Cowboys. Eagles Cowboys is gonna be a big game. Yep. Um, and then you're gonna have the Detroit Lions. Do they play anybody? Not of consequence. Okay. I mean, they still – going to have the Niners still... Seahawks one more time, right? Yeah, man, forget the Seahawks. They're going to beat the crap out of them <laughs> again like they did the first time. Right. Listen, yeah. I don't hate – I hate very few teams or people in, in sports, but them, they're at the top of the Koofy list, man. I can't stand Seattle. I, I just I – have, I have nothing nice to say. I don't normally talk crazy either, at least not publicly. Yeah. I normally don't talk crazy about teams, <laughs> but Seattle is one of those teams where, like, I don't, I don't have no problem saying y'all suck, you guys are trash. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, so let me real quick. Let me look at the Lions schedule. I mean, no, they got Saints, Bears, Vikings. They play the Cowboys. That's gonna oh. be a big one. Lions, Cowboys. Yeah, that's gonna be a real nice one. That's gonna be a big one. So that's uh December thirtieth. But I need, I need a little. I need the the cow, not the Cowboys. I need the the Niners to at least beat them to put some pressure on the Eagles to have to remain perfect. That makes that game against. Dallas that following week have even greater stakes even though yeah. I don't think Dallas can't even if they beat them I think the Eagles will still hold the tiebreaker because they have the better conference record yeah um I think their uh divisional record will be the same at that point so but but yeah I I need them the Niners to win just to put some pressure on the Eagles to have to go perfect the rest of the way because that's what the Niners if they want home field that's what they are going to have to do they cannot yeah. lose anymore they got to win out so Y'all let us know what y'all think, man. Who y'all got? Eagles, Niners this weekend. Um, man, that's our show, man. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. Um, we'll see if we'll be back next week. I'm not making any promises. Um, you know, we 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 probably, man, if we can. Now the selection shows right after the conference championships, right? I mean, it's basically what? Is it Tuesday? No, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. No, I think the yeah, it's normally Sunday. It's it's the day after the conference championship game. So I mean yeah. It would have to probably be like a night show, right? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure we're watching football, and it would have to be either that or we could jump on, like, Instagram, and I have to figure out how to record it. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll figure that out. So, all right, man. All right. It's been a – so until next time, it's been a black and white. 
thing, man. We'll holler at y'all next week. Remember, you can check us out by following us on all social media by searching at Brains and Bars, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Same for the YouTube and podcast app of your choice. Search at Brains and Bars. You can follow the show. Please rate, subscribe, like, hit the notification bells. And we'll holler at y'all maybe next week, maybe after this college football playoff and everything shakes out and see who we got playing for the national championship. Y'all be easy. Tune in live from the Gator Bowl. Hey, listen, listen. I've seen that he's either going to be LSU or Tennessee. Let's go. Figure it out, man. All right. We'll figure it out. All right, man. Yep.